Friends, we are so tremendously pleased to partner with the Methodist Children's Home, and I know you'll want to be generous this night whenever you choose to make your donations. So thanks for being a part of that. We're very excited about our longstanding connection with Methodist Children's Home and the powerful ways that they make a difference in families and children's and women's lives. So I know you'll want to join with us. Hey, and if you haven't had a chance to check in, I sure want to encourage you to do that. Those white cards that Doug talked about earlier are the way you can do that. If you don't have a, a, the TMUMC app or if you don't have one of those quick pass cards, uh, we'd sure love to connect with you, get to know you a little bit better, and, and help all of us continue to grow uh, in a relationship with Jesus. So I hope you'll avail us of that opportunity. Hey, so, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I used to be that pesky little kid in class that asked all the questions, you know. If you're a teacher, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I, I didn't do it to be a jerk. At least I didn't try to be. Uh, I'm sure there were many a teacher who thought that. But I loved asking questions because it, it would give answers, right? It would help me to discover a little bit more about whatever we were talking about or covering or discovering or learning about. So I, I would ask those questions. I was the kid who would say, why teacher? Why teacher? Why teacher? Right? Have you got a kid like that in your family maybe or teacher if you've got one in your class? That was me. And so when I think about the Christmas story and, and, and the totality of it, I often would ask questions as a kid. And even into adulthood, I, I, I sort of reflect sometimes and wonder, what would it have been like had this happened? Or what would it have been like if, if such and such would have taken place? You know, just this, those questions, that there's, there's no real answer to, but, but by golly, I'm going to ask the question, right? And so I got to pondering. I wonder, I wonder what it would be like if um, there were three wise women who showed up instead of wise men. Right? And you can instantly begin to wonder uh, what that would look like, right? If, if, if wise women showed up, you know, the very first thing they would do, of course, is ask for directions, right? They would ask for directions. And then they would have shown up on time because they would have gotten directions. So they would have showed up on time. And when they showed up on time, they would have helped to deliver the baby when they got there. Can't you imagine? I mean, they would, they would have helped to do that, right? And, and by the way, after they would have um, welcomed the baby, they probably would have mucked out the stable as well because it was a mess, right? And they wanted to clear it up and make it clean and get it ready. And, and oh, by the way, when they'd finished mucking out the stable, they would have, um, I don't know, baked a casserole or something, <laughs> right? I mean, and, and then most importantly, I think what they clearly would have done if three wise women had shown up is they would have bought appropriate gifts for the baby, like diapers, thank you very much, right? Because it's always about the gift, right? It's always about the gift. During this season of Christmas, it's always about the gift and what, what we can give, what we can share, how we can gain something, right? It's always about the gift. I remember the little boy who, who prayed and was thanking God after Christmas for the gift, and he, he was doing just as he knew he should. He, he thanked God, and he said, God, I'm, I'm so thankful for my little brother that you gave to me at Christmas, but what I prayed for was a puppy, just to be clear, right? Whenever we're at this time of year, it's always about the gifts, right? About looking for them or finding them or wrapping them or presenting them. I, I, I won't name any names, but even in my own family just two hours ago, there were people at the store trying to find the proper gifts because it's always about the gifts, right? And it's funny because throughout this season, we need to be mindful that the best gift of all, of course, is the birth of Jesus, that it's God stepping into our hearts and lives, that it's God helping us to see and encounter this gift that God provides for us of a child, and not just any child, God's own child, and not just God's own child, but the child who would bring and demonstrate what love is all about. 
Throughout the season of Advent, the last several weeks leading up to Christmas, we've been using a, a metaphor of a kaleidoscope. It's why you see these pretty colors throughout the sanctuary. We've been mindful that a kaleidoscope reminds us that in the midst of a broken world where there are like broken pieces of glass and our lives are not always the best they could be and as full as they could be, that the beauty of a kaleidoscope is that it takes the broken glass and reflects it into something absolutely beautiful, right? And we remember our first kaleidoscope, no matter how old we were, whether we were a young tyke or whether we were an adult, and we got one of those fancy ones that were metal and, and beautiful and had stained glass in them, right? We, we remember that it takes parts of broken pieces and turns it into beauty. And so over the last several weeks, we've been talking about the brokenness in the world and how Jesus, as he comes, brings justice to right the wrongs. And that he offers, um, uh, he helps us to create peace because there's like this lack of peace in the world. And that he helps us to create it in our lives and in the world. That he came to forgive us of our sins, to help us know that we are loved and truly forgiven. And of course, that he offers hope beyond compare. And tonight, what we want to recognize is that he helps us to know that love is here. The very nature of who Jesus is, is that he brings love that he steps into the world in the form of love and that that love becomes so tangible and so palpable that it makes a difference in who we are and in who the world is and it can help transform the world. That's the beauty of what he brings. In fact, um, I, I think when I reflect on it, it, Christ came into the world as love so that the world might love as Christ. And that's our ultimate goal, right? Our ultimate goal is to realize he came into the world as love, that he transformed who we are and, and offered us love in the world so that we could love just like him. And the story is powerful. Perhaps you've heard it before, but if you've never heard it or if you'd like to hear it again, I want to share with you this beautiful story from Luke chapter 2 that helps identify the way in which God offered love in a very tangible way to take the broken bits of the world and turn them into beautiful things, just like each one of us. Here's how the story goes. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace, goodwill 
among people. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured and pondered them all in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I love that story. I've read it probably a thousand times. Maybe you have too. But every time I read it, I get chill bumps. Every time I encounter it, it literally just sort of touches who I am and what I'm experiencing in the moment because I cannot read the story. I cannot encounter what it is that Jesus did when He came into the world without knowing and realizing that He loves me and He loves you. Love is here. That's what this means. Love is here. That's the very essence of why Jesus came. God determined that we needed help. (laughs) And by golly, I know I needed it, and I can only imagine you might need it. We all needed help, and God knew it. And so God determined, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to go help my people. I'm going to go make a difference in their lives. I'm going to go be with them. I'm going to go be among them. I'm going to go help them in all of their need because God realized, man, we need help. And there's not a one of us who doesn't need something in our lives because all of us have a little bit of a a brokenness to us. All of us have a a little bit that's not quite as whole as it ought to be. And all of us have got something going on in our world that kind of makes us feel like, man, we're not all here and we're not all there and we just need a little bit of help. (laughs) And God kind of understood that. And I'm convinced that's why God wanted to come be among us because God loves us. And God wants to be with us. That's why I say love is here. It's literally all around us. Love has come in and through Christ. Love has come out into the world and touched us in such a way that somehow we can know that even though my life's a mess, even though I'm not as perfect as I'd love to be, God still loves me. And God still wants this relationship with me. God knew. I'm convinced. God knew that we needed help. And it it makes itself known in in some fascinating ways, right? I mean, golly, if God knew that our greatest need was information, God would have sent some kind of educator to set us straight and fill us full of information, right? If our greatest need had been um, somehow technology, like we all love and live with, then God would have sent us an IT specialist, right? I mean, that's how God would have worked. And if God felt as though our greatest need were amusement, because we all love to get amused with all kinds of entertainment, God would have sent us an entertainer. But God knew better. God knew that we needed forgiveness, that we needed wholeness, that we needed our broken pieces kind of picked up and and put together in a, a bit better of a way. God knew that we needed forgiveness. And so because God loves us, God stepped right down into the world with us. You see, love is here. It's right among us. And what we're celebrating tonight is that gift that love has come near, that God has stepped out of the heavens and into the world in such a real way that we can 
feel that love, that we can touch that love, that we can sense that love and know that somehow Jesus is there with us because God knew that we needed a Savior. This is the good news of great joy for all the people. I love the description, right? There is good news of great joy for not a few people, not a select few, not a chosen few, but for all the people. And what God knew was we, we needed this Savior who is also the Messiah and the Lord. This is not any ordinary Savior. This is not just any ordinary kid. This is the Savior of the world. This is the gift that God wants to offer to us. And that's what we celebrate because God knew. God knew that in the midst of a, a world that has strife and turmoil that we needed a, a Prince of Peace that would save us from that darkness. In a world that uh, has all kinds of brokenness and addiction, uh, God knew that we needed a healer and hope to save us from that darkness. In a world that has a, a great deal of isolation and heartache, God knew that we needed a friend and an advocate who could save us from that darkness. And I know most of us put up a pretty good front and we don't really want anybody to know that there's darkness in our lives or that somehow we're not as perfect as everybody thinks that we are or, or, or somehow I just don't need you to know that there are chinks in my armor. But God knew and God knows. And because God loves us and wants the very best for us, God stepped out of the high place and stepped into the low place with us. It's why I'm convinced God came among the shepherds, not the kings and the priests and the highfalutin folks. God, God came and showed up to a bunch of uh, 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 know-nothings and, and God-forsaken folks who nobody ever looked to for wisdom or insight or understanding. But God showed up to them and opened up the heavens to the shepherds and said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. To you this day in the city of David is born a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord, and this is love, and it's here. Love is here because God wants us to know that love. And then if we're the followers of Jesus, we've got to make a determination. If, if this is the guy we're putting our faith in, if, the, if this is the guy that we, we, we say we follow, if this is the one that we're, we're celebrating this Christmas night, th then we've got to determine for ourselves that if He is love, if, if love is here, then, man, not only do we need to receive that, do we need to accept that and, and receive that blessing, but we've got to do something about it. We've got to do something with it, right? I'm convinced that God came down here to be with us and among us and for us, so that in the midst of all of the, the crud that life can sometimes bring us, that we know without a shadow of a doubt that God's for us, that God's here with us, that God's got a, a blessing to offer us. Not, not take it away, not, not get rid of it, but to know that God is here and I've stepped down into the middle of the muck, God says, and I love you. And because of that, we got to do something with that. You see, love, um, love never does nothing. <laughs> love always does something. Love always does. Love always does, you see. And so if we've 
receive this love, if, if God wants it for us, if God wants it for all the people, it is, after all, good news of great joy for all the people. If God wants it for everybody, then we've got to help those who may not have heard about it or those who've never experienced it or those who don't understand that God wants a relationship with them. We've got to help them, right? This is what Paul the Apostle would write about when he wrote to the Corinthian church. And we know that famous love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13 and the way Paul ends that chapter after he describes love so profoundly. He, he quite literally just says, these three things will last forever. Faith, pretty important. Hope, pretty important. Love, really important. And the greatest of these, Paul would say, is love. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty convinced faith is important. I'm pretty convinced that, that, that hope is has huge value. Uh, it's what gets us up in the morning and helps us to know we can keep going, right? But, but Paul said, and Jesus affirmed, <laughs> the greatest of these, greater than faith and greater than hope, is love. And that's what's here. It came in Jesus, and that's what we celebrate, right? And so once we receive it, then we got to do something about it because it's the greatest thing. It's why Jesus would say in very clear terms, Love God with everything you've got and love your neighbor as yourself. He, he said everything rests on that. And so on Christmas, when we celebrate His birth, when we realize that He has come, then we need to not only receive it and acknowledge it, but man, let's, let's give it away. <laughs> let's offer it to other people. Let's help them to know that it's real, Right? So what does that look like? I mean, we hear about love, we talk about love, but, but what might love look like? Well, I mean, I, it can look a lot of different ways, but I imagine love might look something like this. It, it might look something like every day look at other people with eyes that say you're valuable, with ears that acknowledge I value who you are, with mouths that speak, words that affirm. That's what love might look like. Love might look like um, offering grace to somebody who clearly doesn't deserve it. <laughs> they haven't done anything nice or kind or gracious in their days, but, but love says, I'm going to cut you a little slack today. <laughs> You've not exactly been the kindest of people to me, but I'm going to be here for you and, and with you. That's, that's what love might look like. Love might look like um, helping people to know that when I'm in relationship with them that I, I don't always agree with you, but I can hear you out. Love might look like I don't really like you at all, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to be in a relationship with you. Love might look like helping people out of our own abundance to give them something that helps them out. Love might look like putting others first a little bit more often in our lives. You see, Jesus, when he got a little older and he became a, a rabbi and he would teach and he would preach and he would heal, one of the last things that he said before he died, he sat his disciples down, uh, John's gospel tells us, and he, he literally washed their feet in the 13th chapter of John's gospel. 
And after he had done that, he stood up and he said, now, I'm going to give you a new commandment. And the new commandment is that you need to love one another just as I have loved you. And then he said this, your love for one another is going to be proof that you're my disciple. That little pesky kid I told you about at the very beginning, when I, I ask a lot of questions, I got to ask this question. If that's our proof that we follow this little baby that we're celebrating today, how am I doing? How are you doing? Because you see, the world believes that love is here. They, they just haven't all seen it yet. But I guarantee you every single human in all of creation, across all of God's glorious globe, everybody knows that love is here. But not everybody knows what it looks like, what it feels like, how it's lived. But if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're here today because you have felt that love because somehow you've known that love because somehow it's made a difference in your lives. Let's share it. <laughs> Let, let's prove that love is here. Let, let's prove that love is real. Let, let's prove that this day matters. Let's be loving. Let's share the love of Christ who came into the world as love so that the world might love like Him. You see, Christmas, it's not just a day. It's not really just a season. Now, there, there's a day in which Jesus was born. There's a reason we're all here today. I get it. <laughs> but it's just the beginning of something. It's just the way we're supposed to move forward. It's, it's what God's calling us to. And guess what? It, this love that's here, it it is good news of great joy for all the people. Let's, let's give it away so that this day is not just a pretty day. It's not just a nice day. It's not just a fun day. But it's the beginning of the rest of love coming into the world that everybody might know this joy that everybody might experience this good news, that everybody might know of its truth. Thanks be to God that we can be a part of that because love is here. And when love is here, it envelops us so that we can give it away just as God did that long, fateful day ago when a little bitty baby was born. Let's listen for the angels. And let's share that good news every day of our lives. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, thank you for the birth of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity we have in these moments and in the days and weeks that lie ahead to share his love. God, he came into the world that we might know love. And now that he's here, let's give it away. Give us the courage and the strength and the wherewithal to trust you, God, that it's true and that we can give this 
infinite amount of love that is not contained and has no limit away. May that be our goal this day and the next. In the name of the one, Jesus, the very essence of love, we pray. Amen. Hey, friends, I just want to thank you for the ways in which you will be generous tonight. I know some of you have brought a gift with you, whether cash or a check, and I give thanks for that. We will not be passing a hat or passing a, a, a plate around. So if you brought a gift with you this evening, there are some brown boxes right outside the doors at these great big white pillars. So if you'd like to make a gift that way, please feel free, and we're grateful. On the other hand, if you'd like to make a digital gift here in the room, you can scan the QR code on this green card that you were given, or you can scan the QR code that's on the screen right now. The other way that you can give is you can take your phone out and text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. But please know that 25% of everything you give today will go to support the Methodist Children's Home. And our goal is to reach at least 20, if not $25,000 to be able to give to them so that they can have a great year and take care of the kids and the families that they do so well with. So if you're ready to give, we will be grateful for that. And you can give when you go home or when you go out these doors. We would be grateful for that.